and welcome to tonight's Zoomcast on Revelation, the Apocalypse of John, chapter 20. Starting in verse 1. And I saw an angel come down out of heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till a thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Now, cross-referencing. Second Nephi 22. Actually, it's 1 Nephi 22, verses 23 through 26. For the time speedily come, shall come, that all churches which are built up to get gain, and all those who are built up to get power over the flesh, and those who are built up to become popular in the eyes of the world, and those who seek the lusts of the flesh, and the things of the world, and to do all manner of iniquity. Yea, and find all those who belong to the kingdom of the devil are they who need fear, and tremble and quake. They are they who must be brought low in the dust. They are those who must be consumed as stubble, and this according to the words of the prophet. And the time cometh speedily that the righteous must be led up as calves of the stall, and the Holy One of Israel must reign in dominion and might and power and great glory. And he gathereth his children from the four quarters of the earth, and he numbereth his sheep, and they know him. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd, and they shall feed his sheep, and he shall feed his sheep, and in him they shall find pasture. And because of the righteousness of his people, Satan has no power, wherefore he cannot be loosed for the space of many years. For he hath no power over the hearts of the people, for they dwell in righteousness, and the Holy One of Israel reigneth. And DNC 84. Starting in verse 98. Until all shall know me, who remain even from the least unto the greatest, and shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, and shall see eye to eye, and shall lift up their voice with a voice together singing this new song, saying, The Lord hath brought again Zion, the Lord hath redeemed his people Israel, according to the election of grace which was brought to pass by faith and covenant of their fathers. The Lord hath redeemed his people, and Satan is bound, and time is no more. 
The Lord hath gathered all things in one. The Lord hath brought down Zion from above. Return of Enoch and his city. And the Lord hath brought up Zion from beneath. Meaning, New Jerusalem or Mount Zion is created at the conjunction of the return of Enoch and his city and the leading of the end time exodus to Jackson County, Missouri. And on that exodus, the 144,000 will be working with those who have received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, to help them enter into the rest of the Lord, which rests is the fullness of his glory. And thus they are prepared to join with the city of Enoch and those people in establishing New Jerusalem. The Lord hath brought up Zion from beneath. The earth hath travailed and brought forth her strength. And the truth is established in her bowels and the heavens have smiled upon her. And she is clothed with glory of her God. For he stands in the midst of his people. Glory and honor and power and might be ascribed to our God, for he is full of mercy, justice, grace, and truth, and peace forever and ever. Amen. And DNC 43. Verses 19 through 35. Wherefore, gird up your loins, lest ye be found among the wicked. Lift up your voices and spare not. Call upon the nations to repent, both old and young, both bond and free, saying, prepare yourselves for the great day of the Lord. For if I who am a man do lift up my voice and call upon you to repent, and ye hate me, what will ye say when the day cometh, when the thunders shall utter their voices, from the ends of the earth, speaking to the ears of all that live, saying, repent and prepare for the great day of the Lord. And again, when the lightnings shall streak forth from the east to the west and shall utter forth their voices unto all that live and make the ears of all things that hear saying these words, repent ye for the great day of the Lord is come. And again, the Lord shall utter his voice out of heaven, saying, Hearken, O ye nations of the earth, and hear the words of that God who made you. O ye nations of the earth, how often would I have gathered you together as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, but ye would not. And how oft have I called upon you by the mouth of my servants, and by the ministering of angels, and by mine own voice and by the voice of thunderings, and by the voice of lightnings, and by the voice of tempests, and by the voice of earthquakes, and great hailstorms, and by the voice of famines and pestilences of every kind, and by the great sound of a trump, and by the voice of judgment, and by the voice of mercy all the day long, and by the voice of glory and honor and the riches of eternal life, and would have saved you with an everlasting salvation but ye would not. Behold, the day has come when the cup of the wrath of mine indignation is full. Behold, verily I send to you that these are the words of the Lord your God. Wherefore labor ye, labor ye in my vineyard for the last time. For the last time call upon the inhabitants of the earth. For in mine own due time, 
will I come upon the earth in judgment, and my people shall be redeemed and shall reign with me on earth. And the great millennium of which I have spoken by the mouth of my servant shall come. For Satan shall be bound, and when he is loosed, he shall only reign for a little season, and then cometh the end of the earth. And he that liveth in righteousness shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye, and the earth shall pass away so as by fire, and the wicked shall go away into unquenchable fire, and their end no man knoweth on earth, nor ever shall know until they come before me in judgment. Hearken ye to these words, behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Treasure these things up in your hearts, and let the solemnities of eternity rest upon your minds. Be sober, keep all my commandments, even so, amen. And DNC 45, verses 55 through 59. And Satan shall be bound, that he shall have no more place in the hearts of the children of men. And at that day, when I shall come in my glory, shall the parable be fulfilled which I spake concerning the ten virgins. For they that are wise and have received the truth and have taken the Holy Spirit for their guide, and have not been deceived, verily I say unto you, they shall not be hewn down and cast into the fire, but shall abide the day. Now, Implicit in the parable of the ten virgins are three classes of people. The wise virgin, the foolish virgin, and the harlot category. And to go from the harlot to the foolish virgin category, one has to be actively seeking Jesus Christ. One has to be good. And these things are necessary, but they're not sufficient. For what separates the wise from the foolish are not these things, but as it says in verse 57 of DNC 45, those that are wise, in addition to being good and seeking Christ, also take the Holy Spirit as their guide. Therefore, they are the ones versus the foolish virgins who find the truth and are not deceived. Continuing, verse 58. And the earth shall be given unto them for an inheritance, an inheritance, and they shall multiply and wax strong, and their children shall grow up without sin unto salvation. For the Lord shall be in their midst, and his glory shall be upon them, and he will be their king and their lawgiver. And the NC 84. Verses 96 through 102. For I, the Almighty, have laid my hands upon the nations to scourge them for their wickedness. And plagues shall go forth and they shall not be taken from the earth until I have completed my work, which shall be cut short in righteousness, until all shall know me who remain even from the least unto the greatest, and shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, and shall see eye to eye, and shall lift up their voice, and they shall sing the new song together. 
and DNC 76. Verses 27 through 29. And we beheld, and lo, he is fallen, is fallen even a son of the morning. And while we were yet in the spirit, the Lord commanded us that we should write the vision, for we beheld Satan, that old serpent, even the devil who rebelled against God and sought to take the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Wherefore, he maketh war with the saints of God and encompassed them round about. And verses 43 through 48. Who glorifies the Father and saves all the work of his hands, except those sons of perdition who deny the Son after the Father has revealed him. Wherefore, he saves all except them. They shall go away into the everlasting punishment, which is endless punishment, which is eternal punishment to reign with the devil and his angels in eternity, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, which is their torment. And the end thereof, neither the place thereof, nor their torment, no man knows. Neither was it revealed, neither is neither will be revealed unto man except to them who are made partakers thereof. Nevertheless, I, the Lord, show it by vision unto many, but straightway shut it up again. Wherefore the end, the width, and the height, the depth, and the misery thereof they understand not, neither any man except those who are ordained unto this condemnation. This condemnation of a son of perdition. In DNC 101. Verses 22 to 40. Behold, it is my will that all they who shall call on my name and worship me according to mine everlasting gospel should gather together and stand in holy places and prepare for the revelation which is to come when the veil of the covering of my temple in my tabernacle, which hideth the earth, shall be taken off and all flesh shall see me together and every corruptible thing, both man or of the beasts of the field or of the fowls of the heaven or the fish of the sea that dwells upon the face of the earth shall be consumed." And also that of element shall melt with fervent heat and all things shall become new that my knowledge and glory may dwell upon the earth. And in that day, the enmity of man and the enmity of beasts, yea, the enmity of all flesh shall cease from before my face. And in that day, whatsoever any man shall ask, it shall be given to him. And in that day, Satan shall not have power to tempt any man. And there shall be no sorrow because there is no death. In that day, an infant shall not die until he is old, and his life shall be as the age of a tree. And when he dies, he shall not sleep, that is to say, in the earth, but shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye, and shall be caught up, and his rest shall be glorious. And verily I say unto you, in that day, when the Lord shall come, he shall reveal all things, things which have passed and 
hidden things which no man knew, things of the earth by which it was made, and the purpose and the end thereof, and things most precious, things that are above and things that are beneath, things that are in the earth and upon the earth and in heaven. And all they who suffer persecution for my name and endureth in faith, though they are called to lay down their lives for my sake, yet shall they partake of all his glory. All this glory. Wherefore fear not even unto death. For in this world your joy is not full, but in me your joy is full. Therefore care not for the body, neither for the life of the body, but care for the soul and for the life of the soul and seek the face of the Lord always that in patience, ye may possess your souls and ye shall have eternal life. When men are called unto mine everlasting gospel and covenant with an everlasting covenant, they are accounted as the salt of the earth and the savor of men. And they are called to be the savor of men. Therefore, if that salt of the earth lose its savor, behold, it is thenceforth good for nothing but only to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. And First Enoch, chapter 54. Verses one through five. And I looked and turned to another part of the earth, and I saw there a deep valley with burning fire. And they brought the kings and the mighty and began to cast them into this deep valley. And there mine eyes saw how they made these their instruments, iron chains of immeasurable weight. And I asked the angel of peace who went with me, saying, For whom are these chains being prepared? And he said unto me, these are being prepared for the hosts of Azazel. And in ancient literature, Azazel is a name for Lucifer. So that they may take them and cast them into the abyss of complete condemnation. And they shall cover their jaws with rough stones as the Lord of Spirits commanded. And Michael and Gabriel and Raphael and Phanuel shall take hold of them on that great day and cast them on that day into the burning furnace, that the Lord of spirits may take vengeance on them for their unrighteousness in becoming subject to Satan and leading astray those who dwell on the earth. And starting in this broadcast, um, once we go through several cross-references. I'm going to go over again the passage that we read from the Joseph Smith translation and read from Thomas A. Wayman's translation of the New Testament. So, Revelation 20, starting in verse 1. Then I saw an angel descending from heaven, having the key of the abyss in his hand, and a large chain and he seized the dragon, that old snake who was the devil, and Satan, and tied him up for a thousand years. And he threw the dragon into the abyss and locked and sealed it on him, so that he would no longer deceive the nations until the thousand years were completed. After this, he must be let go for a short time. And going back to the JST. 
Verse four. And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. And for the word of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. Now, DNC 101. DNC 103, let no man, verse 27, be afraid to lay down his life for my sake. For whoso layeth down his life for my sake shall find it again. And whoso is not willing to lay down his life for my sake is not my disciple. Now, regarding those who must die a martyr's death before Christ comes in his glory, everyone eventually must die a martyr's death and usually more than one. And if this is the price that these individuals must pay to be able to enter into New Jerusalem and enter into millennial rest, then it was worth every cent that it cost. And... Do not mourn too greatly for those who must offer up their lives, for they do it for the glory of Jesus Christ, and their reward shall be a thousandfold. Continuing in the JST. Verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. Meaning those who did not qualify for millennia rest. These, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are they who have part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, regarding the morning of the first resurrection, let's go to DNC 76. And it needs to be noted that there are different levels to the morning of the first resurrection. And regarding that highest level, who shall reign with Christ and shall be kings and priests unto the Most High God. NC 76, verse 50. And again, we bear record, for we saw and heard, and this is the testimony of the gospel of Christ, concerning them who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. Okay, this is the very top level 
of those who come forth in the morning of the first resurrection. First, verse 51, they are they who received the testimony of Jesus and believed on his name. And if you want to know what it means to receive the testimony of Jesus, go to DNC 20. Verse 37 gives the requirements for baptism of water into the trust of the Lord of the gospel, the church of Christ. And again, by way of commandment to the church concerning the manner of baptism, all those who humble themselves before God and desire to be baptized and come forth with broken hearts and contrite spirits and witness before the church that they have truly repented of all their sins and are willing to take upon them the name of Jesus Christ. And remember, before the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, we can't actually take upon us the name of Jesus Christ because he hasn't offered it to us yet. The best that we can do is covenant that we are willing to do whatever is required to take upon us the name of Jesus Christ when he adopts us as sons or daughters through the ordinance of baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost. And are willing to take upon them the name of Jesus Christ, having a determination to serve him to the end. And truly manifest by their works that they have received of the Spirit of Christ unto the remission of their sins. Shall be received by baptism into his church. And it's this having received of the Spirit of Christ unto the remission of their sins. That in DNC 76 verse 51 is receiving the testimony of Jesus. And believed on his name and were baptized after the manner of his burial, being buried in the water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he has given. Two, that by keeping the commandments, they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed unto this power. This is talking about the ordinance of baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the completion or the confirmation of baptism into the terrestrial order of the gospel. And it doesn't come just because one receives baptism by water. One must qualify by offering up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit the terms of which can only be received by revelation. But at a bare minimum, it means offering up everything we have, everything we are, everything we hope to have upon the eternal altars of God and being willing to receive any experience that might be required to receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, which, as stated in the 1843 edition of the Millennial Star, is the greatest gift that man can receive or God bestow upon man in this life. And it is the sanctification that prepares a man, a woman, or a people preparatory to entering into the rest of the Lord, which is more than seeing Christ in vision, which is more than having Christ come down and visit us here like he did to the apostles after his resurrection or like he did to the Nephites. Entering into the rest of the Lord means having an ascension experience like Moses had in Moses chapter 1, or like Nephi had in 1 Nephi chapter 11, where they went up to the high mountain, which is not an earthly mountain, it is the heavenly mountain. 
Christ reigns in the fullness of his glory, which Enoch and Isaiah call the seventh heaven. And this is the opportunity of God's people in every generation in which the fullness of the gospel is on the earth. And it is, in fact, the third requirement to come forth in the resurrection of the just on the morning of the first resurrection. The highest level of resurrection on the morning of the first resurrection. Verse 53. And after the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, described in verse 52, overcome by faith. Now, what does it mean to overcome by faith? It means after the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost to endure to the end. Continue to offer up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit and receive every experience required to enter into the Lord's rest and receive the revelation about what is required of us to enter into the rest of the Lord in this life. And again, this is to have an ascension experience like Moses and like Nephi had. And are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. Well, who is the Holy Spirit of promise? It is Christ. And this sealing only takes place in the, his presence, in the fullness of his glory in the seventh heaven. This is the sealing of our calling and election and making it sure. And then we are members of the church of the firstborn. And we are declared by father to be just and true. Continuing in verse 53. And are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, which the father sheds forth upon all those who are just and true. And they are they who are the church of the firstborn, which is the celestial order of the gospel the gospel of God the Father. And then the next requirement. They are they into whose hands the Father hath given all things. They are they who are priests and kings, who have received of his fullness and of his glory. Well, when do we become heirs to be kings and priests or queens and priestesses. For men, when they receive the second order of Melchizedek priesthood, that order of the priesthood that was restored to Joseph Smith on June 4th, 1831 at the Isaac Morley farm, the first order having been already restored to Joseph by Peter, James, and John. But at the restoration of the second order, Joseph is ordained to become a king and a priest, as well as all those who were ordained with him. But if one is only ordained to become and never actually has that order of priesthood sealed upon them, then it only adds to their condemnation. And kinghood and priesthood was never obtained. So verse 56 is talking about the sealing of that second order of Melchizedek priesthood upon a man, which comes by the calling of God the Father's own voice. Just as we read in Helaman chapter 10, the calling of God the Father's voice to Nephi, and the bestowal upon him of the sealing power and the power to command the elements. This is also talked about in JST Genesis 14, 
DNC 107. And for a woman, it would be having the matriarchal order sealed upon her. Verse 57. And are priests of the Most High after the order of Melchizedek, which was after the order of Enoch, which was after the order of the only begotten Son. Wherefore, as it is written, they are God's little g, even the sons of God, big g. Wherefore, all things are theirs, whether life or death, or things present or things to come, all are theirs, and they are Christ's, and Christ is God's. And they shall overcome all things, wherefore let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God, who shall subdue all enemies under his feet, and shall dwell in the presence of God and his Christ forever and ever. These shall dwell in the presence of God and his Christ forever and ever. They are they whom he shall bring with him when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. Or in other words, on the morning of the first resurrection, these are they who are caught up into heaven and receive the highest ordinance of translation that the terrestrial order has to offer. And after that ordinance is received, then they come with Christ in the fullness of his terrestrial glory to the earth. Verse 64. These are they who shall have part in the first resurrection. These are they who shall come forth in the resurrection of the just. These are they who are come unto Mount Zion, which is New Jerusalem, but not only to Mount Zion or New Jerusalem, but also unto the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all. These are they who have come to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of Enoch and of the firstborn. You may be asking yourself, well, what is this church of Enoch? Well, within the church of the firstborn, there are many ascension levels. And just because one makes it into the church of the firstborn does not mean that one has ascended through all the levels of the church of the firstborn. For the next level within the church of the firstborn is the church of Enoch. And it is the level of king and priest, queen and priestess. Verse 68, these are they whose names are written in heaven, where God and Christ are the judge of all. These are they who are just men made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his own blood. And as we're going to read in the next verse, it is these men and women who become the candidates at the end of the millennium to go from the top level of translated terrestrial to the top level of translated celestial. These are they whose bodies are celestial. In that day after the battle of Gog and Magog, whose glory is that of the sun, even the glory of God, the highest of all, whose glory the sun of the firmament is written of as being typical. And DNC 88. Ninety-two through one ten. And angels shall fly through the midst of heaven, 
crying with a loud voice, sounding the trump of God, saying, Prepare ye, prepare ye, O inhabitants of the earth, for the judgment of our God is come. Behold, and lo, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. And immediately there shall appear a great sign in heaven, and all people shall see it together. And another angel shall sound his trump, saying, That great church, the mother of abominations that made all nations to drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, that persecuteth the saints of God, that shed their blood. She who sitteth upon many waters and upon the islands of the sea, behold, she is the tares of the earth. She is bound in bundles. Her bands are made strong. No man can loose them. Therefore, she is ready to be burned. And he shall sound his trump both long and loud, and all nations shall hear it. And there shall be silence in the heaven for the space of a half an hour. And immediately after shall the curtain of heaven be unfolded as a scroll is unfolded after it is rolled up and the face of the Lord shall be unveiled. And the saints that are upon the earth who are alive shall be quickened and caught up to meet him. Quickened and caught up to meet him means that they are transfigured that they might be taken both spirit and body up to, as we read in DNC 76, the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all, to receive the highest order of translation. And they who have slept in their graves shall come forth, for their graves shall be opened, and they also shall be caught up to meet him in the midst of the pillar of heaven. You know, these are those that were termed in DNC 76, the spirits of just med made perfect, or those who had ascended to the level of king and priest, queen and priestess, but had died um, before the morning of the first resurrection. They will be resurrected to a physical body, will be caught up to the city of God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all, to receive with all of those who remain alive and have ascended to this level, a highest level um, ordinance of terrestrial translation. And they who have slept, verse 97 again, in their graves shall come forth, or they also shall be caught up to meet him in the midst of the pillar of heaven. They are Christ, the first fruits, they who shall descend with him first. And they are they who are the first caught up to meet him. And all this by the voice of the sounding of the trump of the angel of God. And after this, another angel shall sound which is the second trump, and then cometh the redemption of those who are Christ at his coming, who have received their part in that prison which is prepared for them, that they might receive the gospel and be judged according to men in the flesh. And again, another trump shall sound, <coughs> which is the third trump, and then come the spirits of men who are to be judged and are found under condemnation. And these are the rest of the dead, and they live not again until the thousand years are ended, neither again until the end of the earth. And another trump shall sound, which is the fourth trump, saying, 
There are found among those who are to remain until the great and last day, even the end who shall remain filthy still. And another trump shall sound again, which is the fifth trump, which is the fifth angel who committeth the everlasting gospel, flying through the midst of heaven unto all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. And this shall be the sound of his trump, saying to all people, both in heaven and in earth, that and that are under the earth, for every ear shall hear it, and every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess, while they hear the sound of the trump, saying, Fear God, and give glory to him who sitteth upon the throne forever and ever, for the hour of judgment is to come. And again, another angel shall sound his trump, which is the sixth angel, saying, She is fallen who made the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. She is fallen, is fallen. And again, another angel shall sound his trump, which is the seventh angel, saying, It is finished, it is finished. The Lamb of God hath overcome and trodden the winepress alone, even the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the Almighty. And then shall the angels be crowned with glory, with the glory of his might, and the saints shall be filled with his glory, and receive their inheritance and be made equal with him. And then shall the first angel again sound his trump, in the ears of all living and reveal the secret acts of men and the mighty works of God in the first thousand years. And then shall the second angel sound his trump and reveal the secrets of men and the thoughts and intents of their hearts and the mighty works of God in the second thousand years. And so on until the seventh angel shall sound his trump and he shall stand forth upon the land and upon the sea and swear in the name of him who sitteth upon the throne that there shall be time no longer. And Satan shall be bound, that old serpent who is called the devil, and shall not be loosed for the space of a thousand years. And going to the Wayment translation. Verse four. And I saw thrones. And seated on them were those who had been given authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God. And who also had not worshipped the beast, nor his statue, and had not received the mark on their forehead or on their hands. They lived and ruled with Christ for a thousand years. And the remaining dead did not live until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who have a part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and Christ, and they will rule with him for a thousand years. And verse 7 in the JST. 
Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, See not that I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And DNC 88.110. And so on until the seventh angel shall sound his trump. And he shall stand forth upon the land and upon the sea. And swear in the name of him who sitteth upon, upon the throne. That there shall be time no longer and Satan shall be bound. That old serpent who is called the devil. And shall not be loosed for the space of a thousand years. And then he shall be loosed for a little season that he may gather together his armies. So after the millennial period of peace, when Satan is bound, he shall be loosed. And he shall gather his armies, which is a third of the hosts of heaven. For this is a brand new war in heaven, even a battle of Gog and Magog. And a third of the hosts of heaven, meaning those without New Jerusalem, those within New Jerusalem, and those newly born spirits. For during the millennium, there are two great centers of people on the earth. Those outside New Jerusalem who have not yet ascended to the church of the firstborn. And those inside New Jerusalem who have. And the greatest part of the hosts that he shall gather to his armies will be those who never made it into New Jerusalem. And he will also gather a few who have made it into New Jerusalem. And these who choose to follow him, both inside and outside New Jerusalem, have relationships with newly born spirits. And they exert their influence upon these newly born spirits that they might join them. And thus, Lucifer draws away a third of the hosts of heaven for a brand new war in heaven, even the battle of Gog and Magog. And verse 111 in DNC 88, and then he shall be loosed for a little season that he may gather together his armies. And Michael, the seventh angel, even the archangel, shall gather together his armies, even the hosts of heaven. And the devil shall gather together his armies, even the hosts of hell, and shall come up to battle against Michael and his armies. And then cometh a battle of the great God, and the devil and his armies shall be cast away into their own place, that they shall not have power over the saints any more at all. For Michael shall fight their battles, and shall overcome him whom seeketh the throne 
of him who sitteth upon the throne, even the Lamb. This is the glory of God and the sanctified, and they shall not any more see death. And Second Nephi 9.16. And assuredly, as the Lord liveth, for the Lord God hath spoken it, and it is his eternal word, which cannot pass away, that they who are righteous shall be righteous still, and they who are filthy shall be filthy still. Wherefore, they who are filthy are the devil and his angels, and they shall go away forever into everlasting fire prepared for them, and their torment is a lake of fire and brimstone whose flame ascendeth up forever and ever and has no end. And in the Wayment translation, verse 7. When the thousand years are completed, Satan will be let go from his prison. And he will go out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth. Gog and Magog will gather them for war. Their number is as the sand of the sea. They will march on a broad plain of the earth and encircle the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire will come down from heaven and consume them. And the devil, the one who deceived them, will be thrown into a lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and false prophet will be, and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Going back to the Joseph Smith translation, verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he that judge and make war. His eyes as a flame of fire, and he had on his head many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he is clothed with a vestiture dipped in blood. For the man who rideth on a white horse is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And his vestiture dipped in red both his own blood as spilt during the atonement and the blood of the wicked who have been slain. And his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, being a symbol of their righteousness. And out of his mouth proceedeth the word of God, and with it he will smite the nations, and he will rule them with the rod of iron or the word of his mouth. And he treadeth the winepress in the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on a vestiture on his thigh 
a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. NC 29. 26 to 28. But behold, verily I say unto you, before the earth shall pass away, Michael, mine archangel, shall sound his trump, and then shall all the dead awake, and their grave shall be opened, and they shall come forth, yea, even all. And the righteous shall be gathered on my right hand unto eternal life. And the wicked on my left hand will I be ashamed to own before the Father. Wherefore I will say unto them, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now behold, I say unto you, never at any time have I declared from mine own mouth that they should return. For where I am, they cannot come, for they have no power. Remember that all my judgments are not given unto men. As the words have gone forth out of my mouth, even so shall they be fulfilled, that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. In all things whatsoever I have created by the word of my power, which is the power of my spirit. And Revelation 20, verse 7. In the Joseph Smith translation. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, and the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever. And in the Wayment translation, verse seven, and when the thousand years are completed, Satan will be let go from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, will gather them for war and their number is as the sand of the sea. And they will march on in a broad plain of the earth and encircle the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire will come down from heaven and consume them. And the devil and the one who deceived them, the one who deceived them will be thrown into a lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and false prophet will be, and they will be tormented day and night forever. And verse 11 in the JST, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened 
and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And in the Weymouth translation. Then I saw a large white throne and one seated upon it. And earth and heaven fled from his presence and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before the throne and the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life. Then the dead were judged from that which was written in the books according to their actions. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead in them. And they were each judged according to their actions. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, that person was thrown into the lake of fire. DNC Verses 6 through 11. And further, I want you to remember that John the Revelator was contemplating this very subject in relation to the dead. When he declared, as you will read in the record of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 12, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. You will discover in this quotation that the books were opened and another book was opened, which was the book of life. But the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Consequently, the books spoken of must be the books which contained the record of their works and refer to the records which are kept on the earth. And the book which was the book of life is the record which is kept in heaven. The principle agreeing precisely with the doctrine which is commanded you in the revelation contained in the letter which I wrote to you previous to my leaving my place, that in all your recordings it may be recorded in heaven. Now the nature of the ordinances consist in the power of the priesthood. By the revelation of Jesus Christ wherein it is granted that whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Or in other words, taking a different view of the translation, whatsoever you record on earth shall be recorded in heaven, and whatsoever you do not record on earth shall not be recorded in heaven. For out of the books that shall your dead be judged according to their own works, whether they themselves have attended to the ordinances in their own propia persona or by the means of their own agents, according to the ordinance 
which God has prepared for their salvation from before the foundation of the world, according to the records which they have kept concerning their dead. It may seem to some to be a very bold doctrine that we talk of a power which records or binds on earth and binds in heaven. Nevertheless, in all ages of the world, whenever the Lord has given a dispensation of the priesthood, and parenthetically, I add, of the fullness of the gospel, to any man by actual revelation, or any set of men, this power has always been given, which is the power that is associated with the sealing of the second order of Melchizedek priesthood. Hence, whatsoever those men did in authority in the name of the Lord and did it truly and faithfully and kept a proper and faithful record of the same, it became a law on earth and in heaven and could not be annulled according to the decrees of the great Jehovah. This is the faithful saying, who can hear it? And again, for the precedent, Matthew 16, 18 and 19, and I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now the great and grand secret of the whole matter, and the summa bonum of the whole subject that is lying before us, consists in the obtaining the powers of the holy priesthood. And specifically including the second order of Melchizedek priesthood. For him to whom, whom these keys are given, there is no difficulty in obtaining a knowledge of the facts in relation to the salvation of the children of men, both as well for the dead as for the living. And his cross-reference, Helaman, chapter 10. Verse 7, Behold, I give unto you, Nephi, in this the sealing of the second order of Melchizedek priesthood. Power, that whatsoever ye shall seal on earth shall be sealed in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and thus shall ye have power among this people, not only to seal up unto deliverance or unto death, but unto the righteous to work with them that Alma 13. Verse six, and thus being called by this holy calling and ordained unto the high priesthood of the holy order of God, which is the second order of Melchizedek priesthood to teach his commandments unto the children of men, that they also might enter into his rest, precisely as Joseph Smith did, precisely as Moses did with the children of Israel, as we read in DNC 84. Going to DNC 84. Now, this Moses plainly taught. Well, what is this? If we look at the preceding verses, it's the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, including what is required for baptism of water into the fullness of the gospel and fire and the Holy Ghost. 
offering up of a broken heart and contrite spirit, being willing to take upon us the name of Christ, repenting of our sins and receiving the spirit of Christ unto the remission of our sins before baptism of water. This is what Moses plainly taught the children of Israel in the wilderness and sought diligently to sanctify his people. Well, what sanctification comes to the teaching of the fullness of the gospel? It's the baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost. For that is what sanctifies a man, a woman, or a people preparatory to entering to the rest of the Lord. And this is what prepares a man, a woman, or a people. You know, as we read in Alma 13, verse 6, to enter into the Lord's rest. Verse 24, but they hardened their hearts and could not endure his presence. Therefore, the Lord in his wrath for his anger was kindled against them, swore that they should not enter into his rest. Well, in the wilderness, which rest is the fullness of his glory. For this is the object of the gospel of Jesus Christ to bring his people into his presence in his glory in the seventh heaven. Not in the next life, in this life. And that's what a high priest does. A high priest labors diligently that his people might both receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and also enter into the Lord's rest. So, going back to DNC 29. Verse, verses 10 through 14. For the hour is nigh, and that which was spoken by mine apostles must be fulfilled, for as they spake, so shall it come to pass. For I will reveal myself from heaven with power and great glory, with all the hosts thereof, and dwell in righteousness with men on earth a thousand years, and the wicked shall not stand. And again, verily, verily, I say unto you, and it hath gone forth in a firm decree by the will of the Father that mine apostles, the twelve, which were with me in my ministry at Jerusalem, shall stand at my right hand at the day of my coming in a pillar of fire, being clothed with robes of righteousness and with crowns upon their heads, in glory even as I am, to judge the whole house of Israel, even as many as have loved me, and kept my commandments, and none else. Second Nephi 29. Verses 10 through 14. Wherefore, because that ye have a Bible, ye need not suppose that it contains all my words, neither need ye suppose that I have not caused more to be written. For I commanded all men, both in the east and in the west, and in the north and in the south, and in the islands of the sea, that they shall write the words which I speak unto them. For out of the books which shall be written, I will judge the world, every man according to their works, according to that which I, which is written." 
For behold, I shall speak unto the Jews, and they shall write it, and I shall also speak unto the Nephites, and they shall write it. And I shall speak unto the other tribes of the house of Israel, which I have led away, and they shall write it. And I shall also speak unto all the nations of the earth, and they shall write it. And it shall come to pass that the Jews shall have the words of the Nephites, and the Nephites shall have the words of the Jews. And the Nephites and the Jews shall have the words of the lost tribes of Israel. Now, does anybody else find that interesting? The Nephites had the words of the Jews, at least the first measure with the brass plates. And the Jews will have the words of the Nephites after New Jerusalem is established and men who are kings and priests are sent out to gather and separate the Jews unto their own land and will bring them the record of the prophets as recorded in 1 Nephi 13, which is the translation of the breastplates and also the Book of Mormon. But this is curious. The Nephites and the Jews shall have the words of the lost tribes of Israel. For this does not happen until New Jerusalem is established and Old Jerusalem is established, but the Nephites are no more. This references the doctrine of eternal liars. Those Nephites who qualify would be alive during our day and would be among those gathered to New Jerusalem. And in New Jerusalem would receive the records of the lost 10 tribes. And the Jews, when old Jerusalem is again established as a holy city, would receive those records as well. Verse 14, and it shall come to pass that my people, which are of the house of Israel, shall be gathered home unto the lands of their possessions. And my word also shall be gathered in one. And I will show unto them that fight against my word and against my people. And who are of the house of Israel that I am God and that I covenanted with Abraham that I would remember his seed forever. And regarding... The Book of Life, DNC 85. Verse 7, and it shall come to pass that I, the Lord God, will send one mighty and strong. This is the end-time Davidic servant whose, identify, whose identity is given in DNC 103 and 105. Holding the scepter of power in his hand, clothed with a light for a covering whose mouth shall utter words, eternal words, while his bow shall be a fountain of truth, to set in order the house of God. And I ask you, can you set in order something that is already in order? You cannot. You can only set in order something that is out in order. 
and the house of God is defined in DNC 101 as the membership of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. To set in order the house of God and to arrange by lot the inheritances of the saints. Well, by lot the inheritances of the saints is New Jerusalem. Whose names are found and the names of their fathers and of their children enrolled in the book of the law of God. And going back to the Joseph Smith translation of Revelation 20. Verse 11, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, and every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. DNC 63. Seventeen through twenty-one. Wherefore I, the Lord, have said that the fearful and the unbelieving and the liars, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie, and the whoremonger and the sorcerer, shall have their part in that lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Verily I say that they shall not have part in the first resurrection. Now behold, I, the Lord, say unto you that ye are not justified because of these things, because these things are among you. Nevertheless, he that endureth in faith and doeth my will, the same shall overcome and shall receive an inheritance upon the earth when the day of transfiguration shall come. The day of transfiguration. When those who are kings and priests, queens and priestesses, are transfigured and taken up to the city of the living God, the heavenly place, the holiest of all, to receive the highest order of terrestrial translation. When the earth shall be transfigured, even according to the pattern which was shown unto mine apostles upon the mount, of which account the fullness ye have not yet received. As the earth moves through that veil that separates the telestial part of the universe from the terrestrial part of the universe, and we receive a new heaven and a new earth to dwell upon for a thousand years, in Zion with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Second death. 
those who do not repent, either in this life or in spirit prison, and thus require that the price that must be paid be paid by them when Jesus Christ would have willingly paid the price and gather them as a hen gathereth her chicks, but they would not. Revelation 21.8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And from the Wayment translation, Revelation 21.8. But as to the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second death. And so concluding Revelation chapter 20 from Wayment. Then I saw a large white throne and one seated upon it. The earth and the heaven fled from his presence. And no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before the throne. This is the great judgment day of our God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Then the dead were judged from what was written in the books according to their actions. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead in them. And they were each judged according to their actions. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, that person was thrown into the lake of fire. How is it that we have our name written? In the book of life. There is no other way or name under heaven. Where men or women can come unto the father. Except in and through Jesus Christ. The way that we get our name written in the book of life. Is to do precisely what we read in DNC chapter 20. not only with our mouths, but also with our hearts. Verse 37. And again, by way of commandment to the church, concerning the manner of baptism, all those who humble themselves before God and desire to be baptized and come forth with broken hearts and contrite spirits and witness before the church that they have 
truly repented of all their sins and are willing to take upon them the name of Jesus Christ, having a determination to serve him to the end and truly manifest by their works that they have received of the spirit of Christ unto the remission of their sins shall be received by baptism into his church by water, by fire, by the Holy Ghost. And then if we will endure to the end, we can be assured that our name will be written in the book of life, even the book of the Lamb of God. In the generation in which we're now living, all these things are and shall be fulfilled. And again, the Lord has extended the opportunity to all of his people to enter into and keep covenant with him, to receive baptism of water and fire and the Holy Ghost, to qualify the strength of the Lord's house for the end time exodus which is coming, which will include the gathering of Israel on the exodus, establishing new Jerusalem when the exodus meets up with the return of Enoch in the city, from New Jerusalem, the sending forth of men who were kings and priests to the four corners of the earth to finish the gathering of Israel in final preparation for the return of Christ in his glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.